Hey, Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. What's going on, Chicago? Thanks for having me. I'm Kevin Wells in for Luke Stuckmeyer. It's my first time behind the camera tonight doing the CHGO Cubs postgame show. Thrilled to be with you guys. Wanted to thank Jake Flanagan for the opportunity, Kevin Kaduck, and of course, Cody Delmendo for uh, letting me sit in with him tonight. Uh, Cubs gave us so much to talk about, man. Let's get to it. Huh? Uh, shout out to Joey for sticking through you. He's uh, remote today, and but he's still somehow being our producer. Uh, but what I was saying is that Justin Steele gave looked a lot like John Lester in terms of just being able to eat your innings uh, and give you six. And then after that, I was getting ready to say that, you know, the Cubs had, you know, two, three, four, five, five hits tonight. And uh, that ain't going to get it done. But again, they had that one inning where they had guys on second and third and Happ and Contreras can up your two best hitters and they get nothing. With they both, I think Contreras came up with less than two outs as well. And it's just like, Again, that that might have been the worst swing I've seen from him this season. And I mean, I'm glad it's coming in the middle of July, but like right. And I almost you know. would have said that maybe he's a little bit gassed. This is his first time behind the plate and hitting and not DHing in over a week, but it was his first at bat. So an ugly strikeout from him. And you know, if you're not getting the guys in scoring position, that's tough. Uh Steele did as much as we want to say, oh, Steele didn't have in the first couple innings, he gave them enough to get, you know, plate some runners and win a ball game tonight they just didn't have in the the Orioles bullpen has just it's been the cream of the crop in the American League this year it's a top five bullpen in baseball they got I read this on one of their Fox Sports pages they so credit to them they fifth lowest ERA in baseball better than that of postseason uh bullpen such as the Dodgers Rays and Brewers coming into tonight they had every guy um and within that bullpen at under a uh, two six ERA I want to say except for one of their guys um, so just impressive. And we saw that again tonight, no runs out of that bullpen. So um, did that first run came off of starter, didn't it? Morell's sack fly. Yes. Yeah. It yeah, came so off no uh, Watkins and uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if you want to talk about the positives. We want to start with, do, do we want to start with the positives? You want to keep going with the negative? Well, because there's no, not a no, lot no, of good. Start, well, let, let's first let people know where Luke is. If you guys are commenting on one where Luke's at tonight, again, uh, just tuning in. I'm, I'm Kevin Wells. I'm filling in for Luke tonight. Luke is, um, Getting a colonoscopy tomorrow, so our best wishes to him. We have a we have a graphic we'll throw up for him in a bit, but he's out tonight, um, and I believe he will be out tomorrow as well. So I'll be in doing the pre and post tomorrow as well. So we <laughs> I wanted love this to wish graphic, uh, good luck, <laughs> good luck to our guy stuck. Um, you know, I've never had one of these. Now, Cody, I did just turn twenty five, so I'm a little sore. I feel you, Luke. You you get a little sore in your old age. My my hammies are sore. I'm. My back hurts from playing two games of softball and getting yep. the shit kicked out of us in that second Absolutely. game and the lights going out. But, Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm 31. I'm I, I'm sore every day. I, I did a cardio workout today and then came here and ate pizza and ice cream. I, <laughs> I got balance, as one some might say, uh, but still sore and still feel as old as Luke some days. So I should stop making fun <laughs> of his age. Uh, but everyone knows I, I can't stop because it's just so funny. Um, yeah. Best wishes to our yeah. guy, though. Miss Stucky, but Kevin's stepping in for Stucky tonight. And I, uh, you know, again, like I said, he's gr he grinding through that game. I When we started watching the game tonight, we were, I was like, Kevin, for your sake, man, I just hope this game is fun to watch. Because for you to make your your debut on the CHGO Cubs podcast on camera, I, I would, I would, I personally would like you to have one, a fun one to talk about. And well, then the exact opposite. Yeah, happened. this one will probably get <laughs> filed away. No one will remember it except yeah. for me. But you know what? That's cool. Let's yes. get to some of the positives tonight. There were some tonight. Justin Seal, I would say, is a net positive. Yo, yeah, yeah. Again, because of the you know the 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 ability to still eat some innings for the for the to preserve the bullpen. And you know when he left, the Cubs were in the game. It was what four to one. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah, he went through one? six, and he, the Cubs had just scored in that inning with uh, the Morel or uh, yeah, Morel scored on the sack fly from Ortega. Right. Like he, he, the, the a good team down four to one in the middle innings. That that game's not over. But we're talking about the Cubs here, who are not good. But again, when you consider what Justin Steele individually did, he he had a great. Okay, he had a good start. He had yeah. one that you can. You can take in 
and and you can take in knowing the rest of the season. If he does, if he has starts like this the rest of the season, mixed in with other good ones, you can at least go into next season thinking, all right, well, this guy at least has developed into a solid starter who, even on his bad days or his not so good days, he can still find a way to keep you in the game. And I, you know, he did that. He also got some help from his defense. Uh, the double that was hit, that, that half to Horner to Contreras relay throw. Just beautiful. Uh, it looked like it was not going to, like, like that looked like a run all the way, but Horner shows again on defense how valuable he is. Um, again, not a, not a lot tonight on the offense. Horner did have a hit in the ninth inning, so, you know, give him credit there. But on defense, Horner continues to be just absolutely incredible at it. So. I mean, he's becoming a notable name at the shortstop position, which is really hard to do in a time in baseball where you can't, obviously you're not going to put Nico in that, you know, that high end conversation yet, but the shortstop position, premium position in the league. And we're in, you know, a golden age of that position. There's so many guys and Nico is becoming a guy that was getting small star votes. Didn't get the nod this year. Obviously it's, it's going to be a tough position every year for anybody to get that job, but his, he's batting over 300. He's getting on base. He's walking, mm-hmm. and his arm at short and the defensive plays that he makes. I mean, Cubs might have that position filled out for the next couple of years, uh, depending on what they do in the offseason and the, the Bogarts rumors and the Correa rumors. Nico's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> this might be my spot to give up, and props to him. He, he's he been my favorite player on this team to watch this year, hands down, no question. Oh, yeah, about from it. at least as a player who was on the opening day roster, I think Nico Horner has to be you know, everyone's favorite player to watch. Uh, maybe you you can put Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras in that conversation as well. But, you know, I think we all kind of assume that we are going to have we, – we all kind of assume Happ and Contreras are probably the best uh, players at this point in the season going into opening day. Um, but we didn't know what we were going to get out of Nico Horner, and that's what's been fun about watching him play this year. Mm-hmm. So, again, not as not, – like nothing too crazy from him tonight, but, again, that defensive play allowed – it allowed the Cubs to stay in that game. And again, if you got more offense, who knows? Maybe the Cubs would have came back and won, but you didn't. But it's just the little things when you're in a season like this where you have to take away like how Steele and guys like Thompson are, you know, in situations when they don't have the best stuff. Like how do they how do they get through adversity and keep teams in games? So can I take a little bit of a victory lap on my first show here? Sure. What's your victory? I don't know like? if this is, I don't know. Maybe no, I don't know if people will believe me here. I'm not on the record saying this, but it's kind of one of those takes in my head. I knew Nico Horner was going to be one of the best players on this team this year. I watched him play last year, mm-hmm. watched him come up a year before that and kind of you know, not light the world on fire per se, but he had all the intangibles of a ball player. You watched him come up to the plate this year. I pointed it out earlier in the show. You watch him at the plate. He just looks bigger. Yeah. The arms are bigger. The thighs are bigger. He's he's doing everything that he can to work his way up in this league, and I don't know, a little bit of a little bit of a victory. I, again, it's not on the record, so nobody could really prove it. But that's would be my uh, little thing there. Uh, hey. Justin Steele also just double backing on him for another net positive today. Mm-hmm. He didn't make a start in over a week because he was having a child. Him and his wife. Uh, welcome to Bo. Yeah, Bo Brooks Steele. Born on July 11th, one day after me. Uh, oh. believe it or not. Uh, so, congratulations! Well, happy to belated. Justin. Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> it means a lot to me, actually. I, Justin Steele, new dad, uh, still looking for that first win as a dad. But congratulations to him. I mean, this is this is pretty great. We've seen now Ian Happ get engaged. Uh, yep. So some of these younger slash middle aged guys uh, mm-hmm. starting to have some exciting news off the field, which is cool. Um, in in a down season, it's you know we're still finding points to cheer about them on and see them in their personal lives and succeed is very awesome. So Justin, congrats to you, man. Um, and we hope to see a uh, little Bo Brooks on the mound in uh, what? 20, when he, when he'd be eligible. Uh, well, it's 2040. 20, yeah. Somewhere around there. I'm not a math <laughs> guy. Everyone knows I'm not a math guy. Uh, back to what you were saying about Nico Horner. It's not that I didn't think he wasn't going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. It was more of like, can he be a guy that you can build around as in like be one of your core pieces? And I think he's played well enough that you can say he can be one of your core pieces uh, for your next good Cubs team. And I, I thought 
before the year that maybe he's more of a you know a role player, but I feel like we're seeing more of. And when I say by role player, I think Patrick Wisdom's a really good role player. Yeah, even though he leads his team in homers and everything, but he's not. He's not the reason that the Cubs are winning games. Nico Horner, when the Cubs win games, Nico Horner usually has a big part in it. So that that's kind of what I mean by that. Um, but yeah, he's he's got he's got the youth, he's got the defense, he can play him all over the field. He's been playing shortstop mainly this year, but you know you can play him at second base, you can play him at third if you absolutely I mean, had to. I was gonna say he has a strong <laughs> enough arm to play third, but I mean you'd rather him at short or at second, right? 100 percent Um, so anyway, yeah, I uh I'm uh, again. I I I wouldn't say that I wasn't bought in on it. I just we needed to see more, right? So I just wanted to add that. Um, sure. What else? I you think got Ian Happ too. I mean, Ian Happ again on base three times. Three tonight? times, yeah. Two singles I mean, and a walk tonight. Talk about a guy who just the exponential growth over the last couple of weeks, let alone uh, just this season alone. The career high in OBP, the career high in average, working mm-hmm. counts, so well deserving of an All Star nod. Um, even in yeah, even in bad games, I mean, Ian Happ still shows up. It's pretty pretty awesome. And I'll, I'll say this too: I will go on the record with this hot take. <laughs> They're not trading Ian Happ. He's gonna be he's gonna be on this ball club. I I hope you are correct about that one, Kevin. I I mean, Luke have sat here and, and Ryan. We've 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 been on this podcast since March, and that's been the big question, honestly, since you know Happ started the season so well and has continued, and now is an All Star. I, I I hope you're right. Yeah, and we still have to see the market take shape for him too, right? But like, yeah. what would you, if you're looking at a blank check right now and you're like Ian Happ, probably a starter on the next great Cubs team, mm-hmm. a guy who's not going to be, he's not going to be break the bank expensive, but you're thinking four to five years at what, maybe just sub 100 million, 80 to hundred million, somewhere in that range. That's, yeah. we, we still have to see the market like set for him and see what some of those guys with similar numbers. And now with the all-star nod, that's going to bump it up a bit, but that seems like a Ricketts contract to me. That seems like someone they're going to be like, it's not going to break the bank. It's a guy who's a switch hitter. He can play multiple positions. We value this. This is the, this is a type of player that Jed values, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the chat right now, and of course, Jack R is in the chat. He's always here. Uh, Jack is also all here. Isaac, RWB team, who called uh, Luke Steve, and that has become the running joke in the chat every night. Shout out to all you guys. I think I've seen Katie. A few uh, new faces as well. So thank you all. Uh, We are, we got 41 people watching this. The Cubs lost seven to one. It was an absolute, like, disgusting game. Um, there was nothing really to take much from it. We have found a way for what 16 minutes to, to find some good things to talk about. Uh, and we got oh, up to 46 people now. Uh, hit that like button if you haven't already on the YouTube video. I would really appreciate it. It helps find other Cubs fans on YouTube. So, um, with that, I did want to bring up we sent a tweet. And as I say, we, I sent a tweet from the CHGO Cubs Twitter account tonight. Uh, just listing what Rick Sutcliffe said on the marquee pregame show today of his five starters uh, going into 2023. Now, mind you, mind you, it is July 13th. We haven't hit free agency. And again, marquee, since since we can basically say whatever we want here, let's just remember that marquee, they're owned by the Cubs, Ricketts, whatever. They're not going to say other players that aren't on the team. But he gave, and when I say that, I say that because he gave his five uh, starters for the rotation in 2023 as of today. Mm-hmm. And he went Kyle Hendricks, Marcus Stroman, Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele, and Caleb Killian. Now, I said what I said before I listed that because our mentions <laughs> were wild, like a lot of angry people. Um about what though? Like, what were they? they mad just, about? A lot of people are just mad because they don't they don't think that that's going to put the Cubs even at, at a 500 clip. There was a lot of people who think like that's a hundred loss team, and it's like I don't know if it's a hundred loss team if that if that rotation stays healthy. But I just want to put that out there that like again, 
and I'm not trying to put words into Rick Sutcliffe's mouth, but like, I think we can all agree that the Cubs need to go get themselves a high end starter in the off season. Cause you can't bank on Caleb Killian being elite starter right away. Got to ease him back in there at some point, depending on how he does in the spring. And if they do call him up uh, here in the second half after the deadline, whatever, like there's a lot of, a lot of things that go into these young pitchers, right? They can't just, can't just throw them in there and tell them to go throw 170 innings. Right. Um, so you need you need to add with the rotation. You know Hendricks, he's at the back end of his career. We've seen the inconsistencies now in the second year in a row. Stroman, I think you you'll you I think you can feel good about Stroman next year. Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele are the two bright spots of that. I think you feel really good about those two. And the potential I, of Caleb Killian is is good. I was gonna say I don't feel bad about Hendricks or Stroman either. I I, I don't know. I know Stroman's been on the IL a lot and I've seen Hendricks be up and down this year, but let's be honest. Like, I think you're right. You go out and add a high end starter next year. You, you take a little bit of the pressure off Kyle. Kyle becomes your number two starter next year, two mm -hmm. or three, depending on, you know, what happens the rest of the season. I don't feel bad about that rotation at all. Caleb Killian still needs to show me a lot more. He needs to show us all a lot more that he's even going to be in the rotation to start on opening day next year, because guess who's coming back. You still haven't, we haven't talked about Adbert Alza a lot yet. Yeah. He's uh, another guy that's going to be competing for that fifth spot next year. So, yeah. again, I, let's talk to Ryan. Maybe he's heard a little bit about that when he when he hops in here. But it's been really quiet on the Alzali front. But either way, I don't know why people are getting upset about Sutcliffe's five-man rotation. I know I know we want to go out and get the you know Degrom, but guys, it's not <laughs> going to happen. Nobody's outbidding the New York Mets for Jacob Degrom next year. It's not going to happen. Why would Jacob Degrom want to leave no, the exactly. Mets and come to the Cubs, a, a team that's probably going to lose ninety plus games? while the Mets are one of the best teams in the National League. Now, money talks. I will say that. And if the Ricketts or, or Jet or whoever want to pull up. out, yeah, if they pony up and overpay for Jacob DeGrom, I would support it because I think he has the best stuff in all of baseball. Can he stay healthy? Uh, his last few years, it's been, it's been tough. But, again, the potential, and if he stays healthy, he's the best pitcher in baseball. I you don't also, think that's like an argument. <laughs> oh, oh, when he's healthy, 100%. It's, yeah. it's him, Verlander, and Scherzer. Yeah. Um, and I think DeGrom can own that crown. I, I'm not arguing with you on that, but that's that's a pipe dream and a half, and it's not it's not going to take place. Right. Nobody's, nobody's going to outbid Stephen mm. Cohen and the Mets for Jacob right. DeGrom's services. I will happen. say a lot of the comments in that tweet were that um, – you know, a lot of people are down on Hendricks, and right now Hendricks, he's he's hurt again, and uh, you know he's been inconsistent this year. Do you want Kyle Hendricks to be your number one starter? No, no, don't. not anymore. No, and I think that's the thing because he listed Kyle Hendricks as his number one starter for next year. And again, I think I don't. I I just I I want to believe that that's his rotation based off how Marquee works. That's the best way that I can say it. He's not going to say a free, a potential free agent or anything out there. Again, this is on July 13th. And the reason I tweeted is just because I want, I, I just thought it was interesting. Like, that's not a bad rotation if they are able to stay healthy and you get the potential of a Killian and Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson continue to grow as pitchers. And Marcus Stroman stays healthy. Like, there's, that's a, that's a lot of, it. That, that's a handful of ifs, but still, like, if you get those, like that's solid. I just don't think you can bank on all that, and that's why, again, I think the Cubs definitely need a high-end starter on the free agent market this offseason if they plan on being competitive in 2023. So, I mean, what did Jed say this offseason? We need to add pitching. We need more pitching. We need pitching. That's all they talked about. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the you got to remember that I think this team, I think this team is going to pay for power in the next couple of years. I don't think they're going to go out and break the bank for pitching. You got to remember too, um, Drew Smiley. I know he's been hurt a lot, but he has a mutual option for next year. He could be another guy. I could totally see him coming back next year and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm a veteran. I'm, my services aren't really that much needed around baseball. Yeah, I'm already in Chicago. Let's stick around. Let's let's do this thing. Uh, Wade Miley. I would agree with that, but I also think he might be moved. At the, at the deadline. deadline, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, that could. I mean, we'll see. We got well, what? Got a couple I think weeks. we can really revisit that that question on who's going to be in this rotation after August second. Like, I, I think that's the big thing. But again, just wanted to bring that up because it was interesting. And yeah. you know, at the same time, the Cubs have a lot of up and coming arms. Jordan Wicks shoved last night in South Bend. You know, we've seen DJ Hers be really good in South Bend too. I, I'm I'm optimistic that maybe one or 
both of them get the call to to the double A before the end of the year. Why not? And, and then go into next year, you know, pitching a double A or, or, or and, you know, maybe get that early call kind of like how we saw um, from some of the position players this year. I don't know. But I, I do think that Jordan Wicks has a hot has a, a really solid chance to be on the Cubs at, in the middle of next year. Um, maybe not DJ Hersey's 19, but again, he's, you know, they, he's been very good. And the pitching front, at least on the Cubs farm is very, very, uh, it's exciting deep. and yeah. deep too. Yeah, a lot exactly. of guys just seems to be coming up from every level, you know, right. and it, you're right. right. It is exciting. Um, should we pay some bills? Shall we pay some bills? You know what? I'm going to pay some bills because I want to bet tonight, guys. And yeah, you sat through that whole game and you still want to bet. <laughs> I still want to bet. Attaboy. I, and uh, I'm sorry to say that I did bet the Orioles. I mean, that <laughs> team is red hot, man. Like, I just wrote the, fa the fact that the Orioles were underdogs in these two games with the hot streak that they're on. They were underdogs against the Cubs tonight. I was like, I'm going to hedge my emotions. You know what I mean? And uh, Kevin, like I say on the show every time, I opened up my favorite app points bet today. And, uh, you know, looked up the lines uh, and, you know, I, I love doing that every day. Uh, one, because I love gambling on sports, but two, because it is the best way to support CHGO. And if you use code CHGO when you sign up, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker, that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. You're home for live in-play betting. Just got even better. See an edge in the game you're watching. Is your favorite team prime for a comeback? If you live bet the Cubs tonight, then I think you should call 1-800-GAMBLER because that would just not be a really good bet, but you can do it sometimes. I just wouldn't, I would have, I would be questioning your decisions if you did it tonight. I'm just saying, uh, don't just watch the game, bet along with it live, more live betting, more live markets and faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets. The moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long, download the points bet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, once help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. I don't know if you heard, Cody, but we do have a little breaking news. Uh, Chicago sports fans, you're home. The best Chicago sports coverage now partnering with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. FOCO, not FOMO. No one had FOMO if you didn't watch the game tonight. FOCO, F-O-C-O. CHGO has teamed up with them to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around, whether it's Bears, Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, or Bulls. FOCO will have something for you, your kid, a friend, or a loved one looking to get some new gear, collectibles, or accessories. FOCO has officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids with everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. FOCO has got you covered with the best Chicago merchandise of your favorite team. Head on over to FOCO.com or click the link below in the YouTube description. And for all non-presale items, you can use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. I went on their website too, Cody, and I uh, I saw some matching pajamas. I think you, Ryan, and Luke would look pretty good in those on one of your future shows. It'd be pretty uh, goofy. Yeah. I, I haven't yeah, gone. Yeah, that didn't sound too. That I haven't, <laughs> that didn't sound I haven't too gone. I haven't gone on their site yet. They just became our new partner. I'm very, very excited about it. Everyone, uh, go in the YouTube description, find it, and uh, go Go, uh, you know, go support them. That supports us. I will, I will be checking this out. I would love yeah. to see me and Luke, me and Luke at least, doing a post game wearing like some Cubs pajamas. They got bike shorts. They got straw hats. So some cool stuff on this website. I'm, I'm excited oh, yeah. to do a little bit of a deeper dive myself into this one. Uh, Jack says in the comments, uh, "I bet the Cubs go on another ten game losing streak." Well, we got the Mets for four, and we've dropped six straight. So. I, but, I think it's a good bet. <laughs> but, I mean, he is right. I mean, how many losing streaks has this team responded with with winning streaks? I mean, that's been the, that's been this year. Obviously, there's been more losing streaks than winning ones. But right. um, that being said, do I expect the Cubs to take the series from the Mets? No. I think they'll lose three out of four. Um, but, hey, weekend at Wrigley, 120 starts all around. No more of these 7 o'clock starts for a little while. Oh, Every, yeah. Thank yeah. God, oh, man. man. Right? Come on. 
get oh. that. I know it's the shadow thing, but yeah, I like the 640 starts. That extra our, half hour uh, is so nice. Our buddy Matt Peck from CHGO Bulls was at Wrigley tonight. He was sitting. Shout in, out, Matt. He was in left center field, um, vibing with with the folks out there. Uh, he sent us a video of uh, the people making the cup snake, and you know it's kind of funny. I mean, we tweeted that out from the Twitter account too, and it's it's the team's down seven to one. People are angry. It's like because people are having fun, and I don't get it. So I'm happy that we got four straight one twenties, and people can go vibe in the sun while this team continues to probably stink. You know who I'm happy for? <laughs> I'm happy for Matt Peck because he probably got his Miller Lite without waiting four or five separate I, times, like he absolutely. was saying in Vegas. He waited. For like over an hour to get a Miller Lite that he ordered four times from this waitress. So, Matt, I hope you had a wonderful time in the bleachers. Absolutely. I mean, it's always a good time out there. Um, to get out to one of those. It's been way too long since I've been out to the bleachers, man. It's been over yeah. a year for me. Wow. June, that Cardinals game, that Rizzo 15 pitch home run. I was at that opening. game too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We I got was... on the Jumbotron after Justin Fields uh, got panned. They panned over to us. We're all sweating and <laughs> 95 degrees. You yeah. were there too? Where were you sitting? I was in left field, okay, in left yeah. field bleachers uh, with one of my buddies I went to college with. Um, yeah. You should go to a game sometime. You live in Lincoln Park. I live in Uptown. It's not that. You got to make that park. happen. You, yeah. me, Corey, the rest of the Cubs gang. That'd be a yeah. lot of fun. Um, okay. So I was told <laughs> that today was a big day for anniversaries. All right. And mm -hmm. Marquee, you know, I... All the credit to Marquis about the like the biggest anniversary of today, Kevin, and that is that on this date in 2008, the Cubs got eight All Stars selected. <laughs> That's the big anniversary. That's the big, one. That's the big <laughs> one. I didn't see it on Twitter, but Marquis definitely brought up the like the most important anniversary. Also, Corey did tweet at me tonight that John Lester hit a homer on this day in 2019. So. I think oh, that's look at that. See, I yeah. can't think of a better anniversary. Right, right, right. No question about it. Can you name without looking? Give me at least half of those eight all stars. I looked it up, so I okay. I, I know who's on there. So go right. ahead. After kind of after discussing it off air earlier, I, I can I, I think I can at least give you half of them. Okay. Carlos Marmol. Yep. Ryan Dempster. Yep. Uh, Kosuke Fukudome. Yep. Aramis Ramirez. Mm -hmm. Oh, Ryan Terrio? Nope. No? Okay. Uh, Carlos Zambrano? Yes. yes. Okay. How many is that? Five? I believe six? that's five. Yeah. Five? Kerry Wood was six. Kerry Wood was one? Yeah, I know. I, I don't oh. know if that was a... I can't. I honestly had no <laughs> recollection of that. Um, and then seven, um, Alfonso Soriano. Eight, I... Oh, yeah, Alfonso Soriano. Oh, Gio Giovanni, Giovanni Soto. Did you oh, say my, him? No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, How Giovanni. did I forget Soriano yeah, and Giovanni Soto? Soto was the other one. Oh, my so. God. What an anniversary, know. man. The 2008 Chicago Cubs. Honestly, that team, um, I know they got swept in the playoffs, but that team was that a team that kind of made me fall even further in love with baseball and the oh, Wrigley yeah. Field atmosphere. I went to my first game in 06, and they were bad. 07, they made the playoffs. 08, they made the playoffs. But that 08 team, I mean, I remember watching every game that summer. Alfonso Soriano was one of my favorite players. Um, and, you know, you you, it was cool because you got a little bit of the – the old early 2000s Cubs mixed in with some of the new ones. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go to Wrigley Field for the first time until I was 20 um, because I grew up downstate. So honestly, the first time I saw the Cubs play in person was at Bush Stadium, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I heard they lost tonight, too. So uh, good. 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 Well, did they lose? I know they blew a lead. I knew they blew a ninth inning lead, <laughs> but I don't know if they lost. Um, but. Unfortunately, the first Cubs game I went to, they lost, and Starling Castro was like the only good. It was like 2011, 2012, one of those years. Uh, dark days. Um, but, oh, uh, yeah, 2008 Cubs. Yeah, they. I mean, watching them as a kid, growing up in an area where mainly is Cardinal fans, like it was it was fun to like get on, the, get on the horse for that team and like, you know, get up for them and everything. Take Jim Edmonds from them. Too. Yeah, take Jim Edmonds from Jim them. Edmonds, Cubs legend, yeah. two thousand eight. Love that. Do we do we want to like you know? We got to talk about. Do it. do we have like? Do we want to just like? What's the what's the term? Uh, the horse in the room or the the elephant? In the the room. elephant in the room. God, <laughs> I, why did I say horse? I don't know. The elephant in the room, and we completely we use the two thousand eight. All stars as like a cover up to shield our emotions. To shield our emotions because today is the five year anniversary of the Jose Quintana trade, and I'm dead inside. Um, yeah, that is what it is. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, Dylan Cease, borderline all-star this year, should have been an all-star in my opinion. One of the best pitchers in the American League, far and away the best starting pitcher the White Sox have had this year. Man, it's stings. that he's not an all-star. Honestly. It stings. Yeah, it, it hurts. Stings. It hurts a little bit more this year than it has in the past. But he seems to be really, and I'm not. This is no knock on Eloy Jimenez, but C seems to be the guy that we're going to miss the most. I mean, yeah. Eloy again tonight. Is it, okay, it's been five years, and I feel mm. like the first couple years it was like, oh, we really going to miss Eloy because. Because like he just came on the scene and lit the world on fire for the White Sox, and he had the you know the fun attitude and all the great gifts, and he beat the Cubs at Wrigley the in that random game. Yeah, yeah. thanks the home Cubs runs from Benetti. Thanks Cubs from Benetti. And along the way, Dylan Cease really struggled to start his career at the White Sox. He had command issues, but now it's kind of reversed. Like Eloy can't stay on the field. He has like one homer this year, and he was out most of last year too mm-hmm. and dylan cease has turned into just a stud as a right-handed pitcher who touches 98 99 easy and i'm i if there's anything that i guess that we can be happy about is that at least that so far at this point neither one of them have been great together like i guess i, I don't know like i i don't really I th- and me it's, and Luke have talked about this. Like, mm-hmm. Cease is the one that we were always going to miss the most because the Cubs couldn't develop pitching, blah, blah, blah. We talked all about it. We talked, you can go watch other shows if you want to listen to us talk about how this and this and this are the reason that the Cubs traded all the guys, blah, blah, blah. And it had a lot to do with the lack of development on the farm and all this and not being able to develop pitching. Dylan Cease was their one pitching prospect and they traded him away from Jose Quintana. And yes, Jose Quintana was okay, but did he live up to the hype? And the expectation that the Cubs got traded for him? No, he did not. And that's why people think he sucks, even though he really didn't stink. He just, you know, he just wasn't as good as we had hoped. And let's be honest, too. You can't sit there as a Cubs fan and say when that trade was made that you were happy with it, though. Yeah. I mean, I remember. I mean, it was Jose Quintana. He was having a great year. But you don't give up that kind of capital for a second or third, second at the highest, I will third, s- third best pitcher in your rotation. I mean, it's, it was a bad trade. It was a bad trade. The White yeah. Sox won it by a mile. Oh, for sure, in hindsight. I do think at the beginning, though, at, in the moment, like, I wasn't, ha- I, would, I wouldn't say that I was happy about it, but I was, I was just happy to see the Cubs trying to fill a, a, a issue they had. The issue at the time for the Cubs is that they didn't have any young controllable starters outside of Kyle Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Like Lester was older and you know they had uh at the time they they hadn't they didn't have you Darvish yet. They still had Jake Arrieta who was going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Uh you know they had they had a lot of older guys in that rotation. They didn't have anyone coming up. So the Cubs had to make a some sort of move to get someone with controllable years and a little bit younger, and they got Jose Quintana in his late twenties. And you know, that, I do think his seventeen season was good for the Cubs. He did help them win a playoff game. And yeah, then, you know, whatever. I. But looking back on it now, what does this rotation miss the most? You look at the guys that they have right now. What do they miss the most? a power pitcher. They don't have one. They don't have a guy who's going to get you eight to 10 strikeouts a game. They don't have you a guy that throws 98 to hundred consistently to be a good team in today's day and age of baseball. You need one to two of those guys. You need yeah. guys that can throw gas and get you strikeouts on strikeouts on strikeouts. Dylan sees this year. He's almost a three war player already. We're just over halfway through the year. <laughs> I mean, he's got 142 yeah. strikeouts. He's almost thrown a hundred innings. He's got a sub three ERA, right? The fact that he's not an all-star is asinine. Um, yeah, but, I agree. I mean, it does. It this it stinks. It is the five-year anniversary, and honestly, I Eloy leaves the game again tonight with an injury. It's kind of been the moral of his career. We obviously don't wish that on him in any means. It really does suck to continue yeah. to watch him to struggle, especially a team in their window um, right now. But again, it's 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 cease the guy that we are going to kick ourselves over. This is a guy who's going to be a perennial all-star. Yeah. Reading the comments, uh, Isaac says, my man Cody defending the Q trade. I don't think I'm necessarily defending it. It's more of like, I'm looking at it from both angles. uh, Yeah, I'm looking at it from both angles. Like, yes, in hindsight, it looks bad. Like they, like the White Sox have a perennial 40 home run hitter. And like you just said, like should be an all-star stud 
young pitcher. Like Dylan Cease is literally the makeup of every type of pitcher or any of the, of the, of a pitcher that any team wants right. to, to, to put at the top of the rotation. So yeah, it, it, it sucks. But I, I just feel like a lot of people forget why the Cubs did that to begin with. And if the Cubs would have won the World Series in 17 with Quintana, do you think people would talk about this trade? Nope. Exactly. I mean, we would talk about it on the five-year anniversary like we're doing now, but right. we wouldn't care. Exactly. Right. It's, it, to we me, would care a lot less. To me, it reminds me a lot of the Gleyber-Torres trade for Aroldis Chapman. That, I don't, like, the Cubs gave up four pieces to get Chapman and Gleyber Torres really is the only one who's really panned out. Billy McKinney was a first round pick, but he, he he's, his career has never really panned out to anything. But again, that that's just the way I, again, I just look at it from both sides of the spectrum. I think that the front office made moves that significantly hurt the, the organization worse than this Quintana trade. Yes, for sure. If they had season Eloy, this team would be probably not, in this rebuild mode for sure. And that's the part that sucks, but it all starts with the fact that they just couldn't develop any other talent in those, in those years on the farm to come up and replenish the loss of Eloy and Cease. So that's just, that's just my, my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Cubs lose seven to one tonight yeah. to the Orioles at Wrigley field. It was a tough one. Uh, if you're just hearing my voice for the first time, I'd like to introduce myself again if you're just tuned in. Uh, my name is Kevin Wells. I'm hosting for Luke Stuckmeyer tonight. Luke's out for the next couple nights. I'll be in with pregame tomorrow and postgame as well. Luke is getting a colonoscopy tomorrow, so our <laughs> best wishes to him. Uh, we you can- just use this moment to just say that Luke's getting a colonoscopy one more time. Luke is getting a colonoscopy tomorrow. Our best wishes to him. <laughs> I don't know him as well as you, so I don't want to throw him under the bus, but he did say it was okay for us to tell he you did. that. Um, he did. He did. Um, and that, I just find it funny. And I appreciate you, <laughs> you know, reintroducing yourself because I, I, you know, this won't be the last time you're on the show. So no, I'm 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 really having a blast. Thanks again for mm-hmm. letting me hop in here. And again, thanks to Jake and Kevin Kaduck for this opportunity. You talked about you Contreras. talked about the trade um for Aroldis Chapman, who ended up being a rental player for the Yankees. Now here we are in a similar situation, different position, but all-star caliber player, Wilson Contreras, likely to be traded at the deadline, who goes on Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000 today and has these comments. I believe, Joe, if you want to throw up that graphic when you get a chance, uh, here we go. Here it is. You can go ahead and read. I can't okay, read it. So. I, I don't have my readers on. I feel like I'm old, man. <laughs> you need a, turn you need 25 and too? I can't read. Okay. Well, uh, Wilson I thought Contreras thought like... he was out today. We're talking about the readers. <laughs> <laughs> uh so, like Kevin said, Wilson was on uh, Waddle and Sylvia ESPN 1000 today. He said uh, in that interview, he said uh, there there are always going to be they are always going to be my priority team. To be honest, really saying that as for the Cubs, I've been here for 13 and a half years, almost 14 years, and this has been my only team since I got signed back in 2009. And yeah, of course, I'm always willing to come back to my team. I think that's saying if he does get traded he would be willing to come back uh, in free agency. Um, That's huge, man. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. The fact that he did say that. Yeah, it is. uh, It, I do think it is, it is big. It's just, he's saying that now on July 13th, how's he going to feel after wherever he goes? And who knows if, if it's the Mets or the Yankees, what if, you know, they're a good team and what if they, you know, I, I just, once, once a player, I think Luke told me this one time, once a player goes somewhere and they experience what it's like to be part of that organization, if they like it, maybe they ain't going to want to leave, but also they might want to che- test the market. Like, cause he's going to be a free agent. So I, I, I do think I do agree with you. It is, it is kind of a big deal that he said that like he wants to be here. I, I think, I, I don't know how Jed feels about it. I don't know if he thinks that what he said is going to lower his trade value or anything like that, but I think um, it does a little bit. Think I so? think I think it does a little bit. I don't know if Jed's sitting there shaking his head and he's all angry about this, but for a guy to say that they're going to be, well, I don't know, he almost said they're 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 always going to be my number one team. Mm-hmm. So again, he's saying this in July. He's still a member of the Cubs. He's clearly been outspoken about his love for the city, the fans, Wrigley Field. I mean, this is not new. Wilson Contreras loves to be here. This is not it's not new information. But the fact that he the new piece of information is him saying if. Hey, no matter where I go, 
I'm still going to give the Cubs a shot to resign me because I love playing in this city. That that's the type of guy you want representing your organization. And to be honest, look at I pointed this out to you, and I've seen this over the last couple of games. The promotions of Christopher Morrell and Nelson Velasquez, the love that those three have, and even some other guys on the team too, but those three in particular, you see them talking in the on-deck circle. You see them shouting at each other from the dugout. You see them enjoying the game together. It seems like Wilson has a big part of these guys in their, in their come up to the big leagues. I think that that speaks a lot to his value and who knows maybe maybe he just wants to keep playing with those guys I think that it could honestly work out here in the Cubs favor where again I think he's for sure getting traded yeah you not sure on the fence right I've pretty much just I've said it in my expectations that he's going to be traded I don't I don't want to be the guy who's gonna you know basically ignore all of the rumors and all of that and then get my heart broken on August 2nd so but we didn't um, hear again. We didn't hear this from Chris Bryant or Rizzo or Baez. They all said we love Chicago and love Wrigley Field, but they didn't go that far. Yeah. We're like, oh, I'm going to give the Cubs my number one look. They didn't right. go that far. That's true. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Gets the wheels turning a little bit, and um, going to be a long couple of weeks here till the trade deadline. But interesting stuff nonetheless from Wilson. Yeah, I mean, you know, I. It's tough. It's it's absolutely tough, and I'm sure for him, like he's counting down these last four days before the All Star break, so he can just go to L A. and just kind of forget about this whole scenario. You know, just take a break from it, and hopefully they don't ask him about it there. I'm sure he's open. Uh, but when the All Star break is over, yeah, those final two weeks, it's gonna. I I won't be surprised if if his numbers dip a little bit. He's, he's kind of struggled the last couple of days just because, you know, I don't want to say it's because of these rumors, but I mean, it kind of happened last year with, with Rizzo, Brian and Baez a little bit. Uh, you know, no, all three of those guys were, didn't have the greatest year last year anyway. Well, Bryant was an all-star and I thought he had a really good first it, half. He had a good first but, half. Yeah. But you know, Rizzo and Baez definitely had down years last year. And I felt like as the deadline got closer, it, it became an even bigger distraction to them. And I felt like their, their numbers definitely it, it showed. So it'll be interesting to see how him and Ian Happ and a lot of these other trade pieces uh, perform these last couple of weeks uh, with the rumor. And like, everyone knows the Cubs are going to be major sellers. Like it's, it's no, like it wouldn't be a shocker or anything like that. So I, yeah, right for, now. Con, for Contreras, it's to me, it's like, I've said it before, you know, if you're going to trade Contreras, then you better get some prospects, high-end prospects, because he's one of the top players in war, and you can DH him, you can catch him, use him as a catcher, whatever, and the DH is everywhere in the league now, and you, like, he's he's one of the best catchers in the league. You should be able to get some high-end prospects that are ready to play next year. If like that, like, that's the only way that I'm truly, really going to be happy about it, if they get, you know, these 18, 19-year-olds, kind of like how they got in the Rizzo trade and the Baez trade and the Darvish trade, then I'm going to be yeah, pissed. it's going to sting. It's going to sting. And the thing that it's going to sting is because I just it just doesn't make sense to me in terms of, well, now you have to find a, another catcher or you, you have to you have to replenish the cat, that position in the offseason and free agency. And it's like, all right, well. Does that does that does that mean that the Cubs are going to be competitive in 2023? Well, you trade you you trade him and Hap. No, to me that says that they're not going to be trying to win in 2023. So, for the sake of us having to watch the Cubs in 2023, I'm I'm I hope that at least Hap stays. And I know you said you think Hap's going to be here, but I mean, if the Cubs yeah. get an insane offer for him, I wouldn't be surprised. And uh, I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to get their socks blown off from an Ian Happ trade. I really don't. I, I think that he's he's got some, you know, he's got another year of control, which makes him valuable. But I, I just I got a gut feeling. And I, I think I think he is a type of bat that gives you versatility. And he's a guy that Jed's going to want to keep around for this team. He's he's a Jed player, contact mm -hmm. guy, versatile guy. That's the type guy whose strikeout rate is down. Those are those are Jed Hoyer qualities. That's what he's looking for in a player. But you're right. right. The Contreras thing is 
I'm with you. They need to get some damn good prospects right. from him. Or I'm going to be upset about it too. Right. He's having a great year. And it's almost like he went through this last year with those other guys. And maybe he thought he was getting traded. So he's had these emotions before because, you know, tonight he struggled at the plate, but the last few nights, I mean, he's on base. He's hitting the ball hard. I mean, it doesn't seem to have been affecting him a whole lot. And I know, right. you know, He's having a great year. I just feel like over the last week, it's been kind of, you know, eh, like it hasn't been what we've seen. And I mean, he's having such a great year that I shouldn't have that expectation, but he's been that good that I, ex that I've gotten to the point where I expect something great from him every night. Um, RWB team says in the comments, um, what did he say? I just scrolled past it. Um, fuck. <laughs> oh, here it is. Imagine if Wilson gets traded and then re-signs with us again. Imagine if they do that and we get prospects for nothing. I mean, yeah, that's the ideal. That is the ideal situation, right? That's what we're hoping if, happens. If, if I could have a, like, <laughs> if someone could tell me my, like, the future and it and told me that was going to happen, then I would sign up for that right away. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, he mentions some prospects from the Padres. That one makes a lot of sense. I'd If they... And that and he he lists Luis Capusano, and if they can get a guy like Luis, Luis Capusano, that's a that is a like one of the top catching prospects in baseball. Yeah, you can get a guy like that, then okay, I can get past it. It will suck and it will sting, but at least you have a catching prospect that has that has value right now that you can throw out there and see what you got and hope and pray he turns out to be really good. So, right, um, and like you said, the Cubs are definitely sellers. They're 12 and a half back now from a wild card position. So mm -hmm. no chance. I mean, it's just, it's going to make all the sense in the world when he gets moved and right. we'll, we'll definitely touch on that more. We got about three weeks though. So we get to that. Yeah. Um, okay. So I see our good friend, Ryan Herrera has entered the chat. And uh, before we get to him, cause I want to make him have to listen to me now. Um, <laughs> I want to tell Ryan and the rest of the chat about my favorite app points, but we, we talked about it earlier, but, you know, I just really want to emphasize just how awesome it is. I want to bet tonight, get that little green check whenever you want to bet on the bet slip. And it, it just it hits your heart a little bit different. Uh, that's just one of the many reasons why I love points. But I also love it because it's, if you enjoy CHGO, the only way to help us continue to grow is to download the points bet app. and Use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you only get not only are you going to get two risk free bets up to two thousand dollars. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. And in case if you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. Has been for since March? Like, a long time. Like, have you been under a rock? Like, it, it, it is. You can actually download the PointsBet app, register your account from start to finish, all from your phone right now. I tell Luke... Uh, I used to tell Luke a lot. I, our ads have changed. I haven't told him recently, but I used to tell him all the time. You can just sign up from your phone. And uh, it's if he can do it as easily as he did, so can you. You'll be signing up with Fastest Sportsbook easier. <laughs> You'll be signing up with the Fastest Sportsbook easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So waiting, what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Mr. Herrera, Welcome. Hello, how's it going, gentlemen? I'm good. Can you now explain to us what what that balk or the Daniel <laughs> Norris balk? Oh, that was a serious question on <laughs> Twitter. I mean, he didn't, he he went through the whole pitching. <laughs> Man, it wasn't a serious question. I just really wanted you to in depthly tell us how the hell, like, what a balk is. I because, want the like, real number. I want the letter. <laughs> I want to hear the whole thing. Because, like, it was the most bizarre balk I've ever seen. Like, Daniel Norris goes to throw a pitch, and he yeah. like it looked like maybe he fell off the mound or something like that and didn't even throw the ball. He, he threw the – yeah, he went through the whole pitching motion but the ball never left his hands. Like, that that's that's the balk. <laughs> I don't know what the rule is. I don't I think the joke is that we just no one ever knows what a Bach is. And like I had never seen a pitcher just fall off the mound like he had. So I was like, what is going on? And a run scored on it. And it was, you know, it was just peak, peak dumpster fire Cubs at that point. Like, I mean, it just kind of shows, kind of sums up the Daniel Norris experience, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Yeah. He struggled yeah, again tonight. A lot of, a lot of contact, a lot of base runners. 
Um, he added to the ERA of uh, what's his face who pitched before him. Um, Chris, Chris Martin. Chris Martin. Poor Chris <laughs> Martin. Trade value. <laughs> So, uh, so Ryan, um, obviously the news of the day today, um, before the game started, Kyle Hendricks now not throwing two to three weeks. Uh, bad news on a few fronts. Obviously, that's a big loss for your starting rotation. Uh, another one that <laughs> this rotation just hasn't been healthy all year long. And two, if you were looking to get something for him at the deadline, has that now has that ship sailed? You think? Um. I would assume so. Uh, I don't think – well, because it's it's two to three weeks until he can even start throwing. Exactly. Um, or that's, you know, that's kind of the thing. That takes you well past the trade deadline, I think. I'm doing the math correctly. I think it takes you a little bit yeah, right up to or at least past the trade deadline, whatever it is. Um, that's just to even, like, play catch. And, I mean, you have to go through the whole throwing progression, a minor league rehab assignment, you know, even pitching in major league games. That's – it, there's, I, I mean, I, I don't think Kyle Hendricks is ever at risk of being traded, if that's the right word to use. But no, I, I wouldn't say there's like a shot that he gets traded anymore. But after this, uh, you know, after the the going on the IL and now knowing that uh, kind of a little bit, you know, we don't have a full timeline on it, but a little bit of like clarity on when you know where at least the beginnings of this timeline for for his recovery are. Like I, I don't, I don't think it's it, it's. That, that getting, I don't think you have to worry about Kyle Hendricks being traded uh, from the Cubs uh, this year. Yeah, two weeks would bring us to the 27th. The trade deadline is August 2nd. So that three, if he were to go the full three weeks, that's beyond the trade deadline. So yes. like you said, I, I, I agree. I don't think that that's, that's a viable option anymore. So Cody, rest easy. You no I, longer have to say you hate it here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just like, I just always felt like Kyle Hendricks was just going to be here forever because he's got on such a good deal and he's been a part of so many great moments. I don't care if he is on the back end and he's trending down and he's inconsistent. I'd rather him be a Cub than not be a Cub. I, I'm, if that's selfish of me, I'm sorry. So, And selfishly, I, I'm kind of happy that he's hurt so that he's going to make it past the trade deadline. So sorry to everyone who hates him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, That's Cody, coming into town. What's say, that? Cody, you you can you can rest easy knowing that Kyle Hendricks will end 2022 in a Cubs uniform. Like <laughs> I will, I will. Uh, did you have another question there, Kevin? I was gonna pitch him about the upcoming series. Um, oh, you got something well, about this game? Um, I do want to ask about. Um, I guess the vibe in the clubhouse. You know, six straight losses. I mean. I don't know, man. Like you were what last time they were here, they were playing well. And uh and and now, you know, they've lost six straight. Like, is there anything different in there tonight compared to last night or you know, during the 10 game losing streak? I, I don't know. I mean that I mean you can the vibe is always the same after a loss, like no one's happy. Um, but they I know they also know that they have to come back tomorrow and play another game. Uh, I think I think in baseball, there there are you know obviously going to be players that take losses harder, um, you know take wins better, like keep wins kind of the vibe of a win going, whereas they they you know they keep the loss going as well. Um, but I think baseball players in general do a lot a good job of kind of washing things as soon as the game is over and getting ready for the next day. Um, yeah, it's not like a there's kind of been you, you've seen it on Twitter a little bit, and you, sometimes you hear them playing go Cubs go after a win uh, in the clubhouse. Uh, obviously that hasn't happened the last, <laughs> the last six games. Um, and so, so the vibe is just not obviously as good. And, and that's just kind of expected for, for losing. Like it, it's, a, they're on a six game losing streak, but 20 games under 500, like they're not, it's not going to be a cheery clubhouse. People, right. you know, they're going to be bad, but again, again, they're, I think they're, good at knowing that they have to come back tomorrow and still play another game so right once they what about, get out, they uh, what about justin Steele though he you know he started had a rough start in the first couple yeah, the of new dad yeah and then, and, then he, and then he turned it around i mean he came out with not even 90 pitches i you know i can i thought about maybe they throw him back out there for the seventh um you know we were comparing him you know he was a very john lester like on a you know on a not so good night Lester outing, you know what I mean by that? Uh, yeah, any, yeah. Anything from him post game? 
Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he said that, you know, the last start he had was the 4th of July, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So it's been nine days since he started. You know, he said he uh, he stayed home from the from the Dodgers trip, obviously, to, you know, be with um, with Libby and, you know, make sure that if the if she went to labor and had a baby, he wasn't across the country. Um, but during that time when, you know, he's kind of here by himself, he said he was like, you know, throwing balls into a net, trying to keep loose, trying to do stuff that's not in his normal routine. And part of that is also, you know, nine days in between starts is certainly not normal in his routine. So he did, he said he kind of did feel like he had to, uh, you know, get a little bit of the rust off um, going into this start. And you saw that early on. Um, but I mean, it wasn't even like the, or, the, or, I mean, the, it wasn't a ton of hard contact or anything like that. Like Justin Steele has been really good at limiting hard contact, I think. Um, I want to say Jordan Bastion put out a, a, a tweet that Steele kind of had the was the, the lowest barrel rate of, yeah. of like qualified starters or something like that. So I'm like, he, he's always, like this whole season been really good at limiting hard contact, barrels, that kind of stuff. And um, I feel like he did that again tonight. You know, the, the Orioles had a couple hits, found the outfield grass. Um, but yeah, he's- I thought uh, the middle innings was good. Well, yeah, no, after the first three innings, you know, I think it was get 54 pitches for the first three. Uh, even Ross said, you know, he thought maybe four or five um, for, for Steele, and then Steele was able to go out, you know, get through those middle innings pretty efficiently and was able to give him six. Um, obviously, at that point, what was it? it was 4-1 already by the time Steele came out, um, and the offense just got, it was just not there tonight. Not there. But – uh, you know, like you said, it was it was good. You know, John Lester S. Where he he's, he goes up there, doesn't have his best stuff early, kind of knocking the dust the rust off. Um, you know, figuring some things out and then adjusting it and getting through those middle innings efficiently, quickly, um, and giving them you know giving he got another quality start tonight. Six innings, three earned right. runs. Like that's another quality yeah. start. So um, you know, Steele, you know, kind of got asked like how he how he feels he's grown since you know he went to the since he became a starter right uh it was august last year um and he he just you know he feels like it that he's really grown he's taken positive steps and different you know different things and i I think you kind of see that just especially this last month and a half or so maybe a little a little bit longer than that like he's really starting to kind of figure some things out come into his own um and that's what this season's supposed to be about win loss record aside because he's what now He's three and six now. Three and six. Yeah. Aside, yeah, the, the season's been about seeing him take positive steps and growing as a starting pitcher. And I, and I think, um, obviously, you've seen that. Um, yeah, he got he got drilled on that first pitch or not first pitch, that first batter <laughs> right off the back hitter. of the leg. Yeah, yeah. Um, I said stayed in the uh, game, toughed it out. Yeah, it was unfazed. I said it was just that dad strength, you know, that new new dad strength. <laughs> dad, dad taking strength, that to the right. leg and up. But yeah. um, yeah, no, it, it's 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 good to see Justin go out there and and uh, you know look like a, look like an effective big league pitcher. You know, he, obviously, you would love to have every start go perfect right you'd love to have him go not run in any trouble but on the other side of it is like when he does run into trouble like he did the first couple innings it's good to see him you know bounce back get out of that and start to kind of find a groove there uh, in the middle innings kind of show that he has the ability to when he does run into trouble you know learn to you know figure out what where the adjustments need to be and and kind of get out of that and get back into his own little groove yeah, and we, we mentioned this earlier in the show, but I think it's worth mentioning again. Eight straight starts now for Steele where he's gone five-plus. I mean, it's just straight-up impressive. I, I don't care what kind of what level you're at in Major League Baseball, going eight straight games as a starter, five-plus. Everybody's going to have a snap, whoever once in a while. That's impressive. He's keeping the ball in the ballpark. No home runs in – I know he's only had two starts in July. No home runs in July. Only three home runs given up in June. Only one home run given up or in uh, – Excuse me. One home run given up in June, three home runs given up in July, and then we're looking at one home run given up in the month of May and all those starts. I mean, he's keeping the ball in the ballpark. You're looking at more strikeouts than walks. I mean, it's it's he's been straight up impressive. And you're right, going nine days without a start. I love to see that from a guy who's probably going to be, you know, your third or fourth starter next season. But um, yeah, good stuff from Steele. Mets are in town. Second best team in the National League. They're loaded. I mean, 
They're is this loaded. is this is this team gonna is it gonna be another multi-game losing streak? Are they gonna have, I believe now they're is it gonna stretch their fourth, tenth <laughs> double digit losing streak in a calendar year? Because honestly, I think we could all see it, right? And jokes aside, this Mets team is very, very good. Yeah. Um, before I answer that, Cody, go ahead and put a put a give, give me a point in the who you got, because I think I very clearly won who you got today. I don't know about that. Have, Christopher Morell is the one reason that they scored a run. Justin's he had still quality start Morell. today. Come on, come on, quality start. Morell mm, had an I, I, get, I get the point. I get the he, point. Had a, he had a triple. Yeah, I'll give it to Ryan. He's right. Quality yes, starts better than an RBI. All yeah, right. I got the point. All right, especially with a seven to one loss. I had Contreras. <laughs> I lose. My point would have gone to Luke if I if I would have won. I would have graciously donated him my point, but um, no good on this end. Uh, okay, well, back to your question. Yeah, Mets in town. I was um, going to get to who you got eventually, Ryan. Yeah, no, you, no, you guys were going to skip over that. I, I, I was not. I definitely <laughs> was going to bring it up. I was yeah. definitely going to bring up the fact that Stucky put one in the in the in in Slack trying to trying to you know yeah, get in on it, even though he shouldn't be. Yeah, he's not even there. He's not even on the, on the call right now. He, he, he wouldn't even be able to argue his case right now. He's not even on the call. <laughs> um, but, but back to back to Kevin's question. Um, I think it's very possible, <laughs> you know, very possible the Cubs and the all you know, go into the All Star break on another double digit losing streak. Um, you know, you got you know the Mets. The Mets are good. Staff is good. You got you know you got Walker Scherzer coming up. Over the weekend, even Carrasco is tomorrow. Uh, I, you know, Keegan's Keegan's been doing really well. Uh, I think I I think Keegan gives gives them a shot to win tomorrow. Um, you know, kind of the expectations. You know, they're they're twenty games under five hundred, so it's hard to say that like you can confidently expect them to win a game. Uh, I do think Keegan gives them a chance to win tomorrow. Uh, best offense, shot tomorrow for sure. <laughs> if the offense shows up, I mean Stroman. Oh, Stroman his, revenge game. It's what his second. Yeah, you're right. Second yeah. start. Yeah. Second start uh, since coming off the IL. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if that limits the expectation on, on what he can do on Saturday. I, you know, it is a Marcus Stroman revenge game. You're right. So uh, maybe that. The yeah, Mets, like Mets fans hate him, so I yeah. mean, like, who knows? Maybe, maybe they can sneak one. I would just like. To I, win could, one. I could see him getting maybe, one. I think they lose three. I think they'll lose three or four, but I, I think they'll get one. I think, and again, yeah. I think, yeah, I think tomorrow's your best shot. Right. It's hard to lose ten games in a row. It is hard. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> it happened three hard. times in a calendar year, yes. Ryan. I think it's possible. Know, man. Man. It might happen again. Right. But, but what I'm saying is, is I because remember, I remember I was on with Corey and Brendan at the end of this last ten game losing streak. Uh, after the Padres swept them, and I said something about, you know, baseball being weird, teams teams are hot, teams are cold, but anything can happen on a given day. And Corey and Brendan made fun of me, and then the Cubs went out and won the next day and won two out of three against the Braves. So um, anything can happen to baseball, man. Anything right. can happen. But, well, the way you just said that means that the Cubs, Cubs might win tomorrow. I, you know, six straight. They gotta losses. get a win for me. I'm only in. I'm doing pre and post tomorrow. They gotta get me at least one win on this little <laughs> little thing that I have. I don't get much time back here, so oh, yeah. let's get a win tomorrow, right? How, right. how you feeling on your uh, your your on camera debut? I'm loving it, man. Uh, and there I thank go. you for uh, allowing me to be on here too. Your guys' show. This is a blast. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, you know, this is. It's not new for me to be behind the mic, but it's new for me to be in front of the camera. Um, and I and you know I'm doing a little different facial hair. I got a little stash going and he whatnot. came in so, with the, all the stash ready to go you know, I'm, actually I'm ready really to go i <laughs> you know i'm i'm in i'm enjoying it so thank you for asking and thank you for making it easy on me uh you coming in here and filling a whole block and makes it really helpful um do we have anything else but we want to add before we uh i want to i did, did want to bring up ethan roberts had successful tommy john surgery right. yes. so they put Good it on call. marquee uh hopefully you know things work out we see him in Blows, 2024 man. probably yeah, it's going to be a while. Um, obviously, don't have like a timeline on him yet, but it's going to be a little bit uh, magical. I know, you know, every, everyone's out on magical already, but uh, you know, the uh, him he left the game Sunday, I believe, uh, with a little bit of tightness in the groin. Um, got came back, got checked out. Uh, Ross, he said it doesn't really seem like it's it's anything that's going to keep him down for for too long. So I know they want to. 
I know he he's here, he's in Chicago, building up some strength and the you know building that strength back in the groin. Um, I know they want to get him back out in that rehab assignment as soon as possible, and then um, you know kind of go from there. I mean, I don't know if he can. I, I, you, I, I think we can. I, 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 I think we can confidently say he probably could be ready for after, after the All Star break. I, I think he could. Um, that kind of just depends on um, when he goes back out there, how many at bats they really want him to get. If they just want him to really get in, in a good rhythm down there before they bring him back up. Um, obviously, the, the roster crunch um, uh, doesn't help things either, but. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see when the time comes. But that's kind of just the update we got on him is that um, not expected to be down for too long. Just kind of building him back up really quickly and then, and then getting him out there again. Well, uh, I think that's it. I do want to. Yeah, re- Ryan. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Uh, shout out to you for going and watching uh, watching the dumpster fire in person. I appreciate yeah, it. Matt, shout yeah, out to Matt. Matt box food was good tonight. Hope the press yeah. box food was good tonight. Hope it's even better tomorrow. Maybe you get a little soft serve in there, a little ice yeah. cream. In honor of Luke. Yeah. Not, not until we get chicken and waffles. For some reason, my computer turned off, but there was a comment <laughs> in the YouTube chat from an Orioles fan who said that they loved what we are doing and probably because they don't have something like that for in Baltimore. So I'm just emphasizing that we are different. It's great here. sports time. Not in only not only are the Cubs, it's different here. It's also different here at CHGO. So oh, yeah, uh, if you go. don't uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe now because we're gonna be back tomorrow to talk about the Cubs again. And I mean, at least we get Keegan Thompson Day, man. The mayor's going back out to prove that he should be the mayor of Chicago. No it's team has won more games. What's that, Ryan? I said it's appointment television at this point. Cody likes to say it. It's appointment television at this point. Absolutely. No team has won more games in baseball from 2012 to 2016 than Buck Showalter's Baltimore Orioles, but they never won eight in a row. They're on a 10-game winning streak now. They're a success story in baseball, so Cubs are on another six-game losing streak, complete opposite end of the spectrum. Orioles are playing in a tough division. Cubs will look to avoid getting swept by them on August 18th. When they go back the out to Camden Yards after uh, that game that got rained out, yeah, Brandon yeah. Hyde's gonna have it on his calendar. He's ready for the revenge series sweep or whatever you want to call it. I can't believe I feel bad for those guys. They got to go all the way back out to Baltimore. <laughs> Cubs losing the first three of the set interleague matchup to the Baltimore Orioles. They got the Mets tomorrow. Keegan Thompson going. Best chance to win we think here. But uh, Cody Ryan, thanks guys for welcoming me in here on my on my first show. I look forward to getting back at it tomorrow. Um, so thanks for dropping in. To check out the CHGO Cubs post-game show. We'll see you guys tomorrow. And good luck to Luke Stuckmeyer as well. Uh, our, our wishes are with you, um, as we've mentioned a few times, uh, getting a colonoscopy. So yeah. Hopefully he at least flies a W tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. <laughs>